In today's episode of the Latter-day Lesbian Podcast, we laugh a lot. We sing some songs. There's some guitar play. Yeah. Also, we cover a very serious topic of uh, conversion therapy. Yeah, our guest, Angela, opens up about her experience in the Catholic Church and her mother sending her to conversion therapy. Mm-hmm. So that was really serious, but we did laugh a lot. Um, of course. Her wife, Allie, breaks out the guitar. We actually sang the uh, Be Our Guest song. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, that was real fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, Jelly's right. It can be a little triggery. Uh, it's a serious discussion, and... We think it's a really important one. Absolutely. And it's great to shed light on this. It's it's important that we do so. So mm-hmm. hope you stay tuned. It's a really good episode and it's coming right up. It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at penfed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Latter-day Lesbian, the podcast about an ex-Mormon gay girl just trying to figure out her alive. Oh, my God. That was so dramatic. (laughs) I hear extra laughter. Do we have guests today? We do have guests. Don't you want to play the music? I do. Do we want to hello, hello them right this second? I mean, do you want to get the guitar out? Oh, boy. Hell, yeah. Want to do a sing-along? It's a rough song. Hello, 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 hello. We welcome you today. Hello, 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 hello. hello. We welcome you today. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> That's exactly. so welcoming. That's beautiful. Oh, it's beautiful. <laughs> Speaking of welcomes, the guests that we have with us today are traveling all the way from Massachusetts. Yeah. That's right. And route to Logan, Utah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. We have Never Allie, ne- going yes, to Utah. Allie and Angela, and we are going to get to know them maybe a little too well. Um, yeah. But let's let's talk about our patrons real quickly. We can't leave them out. Okay. Shall sure. we? Sure. Let's jump into that. Another good week another five which means we um you know what i have a suspicion about you shelly what i think some weeks you get four some weeks you get six but you round do not tell the listeners that that's our secret (laughs) i guess people are five every week (laughs) now that i'm thinking about it people are like seriously exactly five every week you think we're fucking stupid yeah i mean do you think i'm stupid because i don't even really pay attention (laughs) i don't think you're stupid i think you haven't paid attention no i don't you you run the patreon Mm -hmm. side of things i run the computer side of things this is true okay so we got again exactly five (laughs) (laughs) Uh uh-huh very Listen, suspect. Thank, I know. that We need to average five. She just makes names up when she's running short is what mm-hmm. I think is happening. I don't think so. So here's just five. We have Sleepy, Doc, Grumpy. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I don't make names up. I'm like, Sleepy? Are we talking about Sleepy Shorts? Oh, already? should we pump that? We oh, need well, to pump that. Can that you just time. get through this thing? Okay, let me get through the patrons. <laughs> Not that we're hurrying through the patrons because we love our patrons. <laughs> we're just off track already. This mm, is how it goes. You it got. happens. All right. Number one, Catherine C. Ooh. Stephen F. Okay. Heather R. Nice. Anne. Anne, all right. <laughs> and Emily. I think all what right. I want to start doing is I want to start making up last names when we have initials. Oh, yeah? Like Stephen S- Froggy Sne- Bottom. Oh, 
From Heather <laughs> Rumpelstiltskin. Okay. Catherine Chihuahua. <laughs> All right. And Anne and Emily. They don't get. They don't get. Anything. They didn't give me anything to go with. Sorry, <laughs> Anne and Emily. You are just your first name. <laughs> okay. Well. Um. Thank you to all the patrons. Hell yeah, Appreciate thank you. That. Yeah. And as a reminder, if you would like to support this podcast, please visit patreon.com slash latterdaylesbian to sign up. Yes, please support us. We love it. We have a lot of fun. As a matter of fact, a patron out of the blue messaged us on Facebook and was like, hey, I want you to read this menu item with your voice. I know. What are we doing? Like stupid dog tricks now for patrons? Is <laughs> we that what's happening? So we're like, okay. And so we got my cell phone and we just uh-huh. recorded ourselves reading this in like a sexy voice. And I was so amazing. <laughs> you were, weren't you? Anyway, uh-huh. we have fun. So if you're a patron of the show, you get like extra Wasn't special like fun from us. something like bourbon. Texas but... bourbon banana. <laughs> Texas, banana something. Texas pecans. Texas oh, pecan. Oh, it was ban- banana bourbon Banana bourbon (laughs) bread pudding under boob. (laughs) That was it. That was it. Bread pudding. I think Jesus was was not invited. (laughs) He would love my under boob. Pretty sure. Uh, I think Jesus would. Are we um, off track again? Huh? Weird. Thank you, patrons. Mm -hmm. Let's just wrap that section up. Thanks so much, everybody. (laughs) We really, really appreciate it. Yes. Can Mm -hmm. we talk about sleepy shorts? Although by the time this comes out, this is like weeks down the road. This is gonna be old news. I still want to talk about it though. Yeah, because we really haven't done any kind of well okay early on we mentioned sleepy short we we mentioned it periodically it's true let's we, mention we it do. again because we've done a, an actual launch of it at this point mm-hmm. we have 10 episodes up yes so yeah. if you like our voices and if you like falling asleep this is and a if great, you think that our voices sound boring af then you that's will perfect love you will love podcast. it you, you will be asleep <laughs> and imagine this i grew up in the deserts of new mexico yeah and yeah. then i say i grew up on Lake Ontario. Oh my God, I'm about to fall asleep. <laughs> so check us out at Sleepy Shorts. Find it on your favorite podcast app. Please share with everyone. We're trying to get another podcast going. Anybody that really wants to listen to boring stories before they go to bed, we're for you. Oh, for sure. For sure. Oh, we've had a couple regular listeners to this podcast mm-hmm. say, you know, sometimes I just put you on at night because I like to go to sleep. <laughs> to so I just voices. put your voices on. Yeah. yeah. You know what? As long as you're listening, I, I, don't I really don't this care. This is true. All right. Mm-hmm. Should we get to our guests? Yes, we already hello'd them. We did. Well, actually, Allie here was the skilled one on the guitar. Mm-hmm. Hello, everybody. Yeah. Hi, Allie. She's got some skills. Oh, she does yeah. have guitar. some mad skills. Yeah, I know. That was really fun. <laughs> well, I like music moments. Yeah, thank you for having us. This is really fun to be of here. Of course. I and on, on my right-hand side, we have Angela. hey All right. <laughs> so you guys are on your way to Utah, and you are going to move there permanently like what's up with that what's going on well it's your you want to talk about it it's i mean your job. hopefully well so i got a nine-month teaching position at a college out in utah and depending on how it goes living there in terms of being a couple of queer women in a brand new culture for us we're this is see, in logan utah yeah, it's a little northern, bit conservative so, yeah it was about an hour north of salt lake city okay almost near the idaho border, I Oof, think. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yep. So, you know, it's our first time in any sort of situation like this. We're going to see how it goes. And 
I mean, I'm sure the teaching part will be awesome, but, you know, we don't know if we want to actually settle in an area where we may or may not be accepted. So, right. Yeah. And so everyone's clear, you, neither of you have ever been Mormon. So it's, oh, yeah, uh, correct. Never. But we met you guys at Utah Pride in Salt Lake City. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Kind so, of a funny story. Yeah. Tell us yeah. how you were there. So um, the university actually paid to fly us out to Utah and we didn't even plan it this way, the way that, you know, the month of the, the trip just happened to correlate with Salt Lake City Pride. It was just, com- it was complete happenstance. You know what's that, what that's called, right? Heart cell? Tender mercy. Tender, Tender mercy. Clearly, I'm a nevermo. Sorry, yeah, I tried. Beautiful. Yeah, beautiful. so, uh, yeah, we already had the trip planned, and then we were like, oh, let's see what's going on there, and then it just happened to be like Salt Lake City Pride, and we're like, oh, man, that's perfect. And we were literally going around from booth to booth being like, what's it like to be queer in Utah? Mm. And especially where we are. And everyone was like, well, what town are you going to be in? And we were like, (laughs) you know, northern Utah, north of Salt Lake, Logan. And they were like, oh. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of like that intake of like, ooh. Yeah. It's it's not, it's not bad. I mean, no one wants to be like, it's going to fucking suck, you guys. Like, well. But the, the reason we're sitting around, you know, having this awesome conversation is because we've been really feeling the love of it's possible to be out there and to be queer and to be successful and have support and to just live your life and not have to worry about, you know, any institution, whether it's religious or collegiate or anything like that, that's going to get in your way to just live your true life and be your true self. It's beautiful. I think you'll be fine. All right. So let's back up a little. You all are married. Correct. Yes, correct. correct. And what a great idea. <laughs> I know, it's so radical. Did you right? hear it's legal now? It's pretty great. Yeah. <laughs> right. I've heard, Mary, have you heard that it's huh. legal? Really? It's a thing. I'm just well, one of just has to propose to the other. Yeah. 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 We've been married since October mm-hmm. 11th. Yep. Oh, just 2018. This, yeah. That's 20, oh, 2018. Yeah. That We're is my daughter Genevieve's lit. birthday. No way. Yep. That's awesome. So it's coming up on your first year anniversary. And the first year is the hardest. Yeah, I'm not going to lie you. about that. So what, you. <laughs> but I'm confused. Did you lived together before that or did you not? Yes. Well, we're lesbians, so we did the U-Haul thing. Mm. Oh, oh, not. It's mm. <laughs> true. <laughs> so wait a minute. Um, how long have you been dating then? Uh, before the marriage. Before we got married, married? Yeah, it depends on who you ask. Because <laughs> where where do you count it from, and where Let's do I count it from? Ish, three years, I'll say. Three okay. years before we got married. No, total. Okay, total so, time. Two years so two before years before we got married. Yeah, about two years. All right, yeah, I'll agree with that. Woo-hoo. Okay, <laughs> that's the first thing we've ever agreed upon. So, <laughs> but it has been a great first it can year. Happen. <laughs> mm-hmm. But you were already living together before yeah. you got married. Yes, right. Okay. Sort of. Yes. So, what do you How, mean, sort of? No, totally. Yes. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> Which is it? I need the right story here, kids. <laughs> so, what's more difficult about being married? Versus- yeah. Why was the married year uh, more difficult than the first two living in sin years? Do you want to take this, <laughs> or do you want me to? You first. We basically did like the top four most stressful things in life in our first four years of marriage. Like there was a major four death years, in- like four months. That's what I meant. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it like, seems like four uh, years. It feels <laughs> like forever. Don't do it. Okay, so what were, the, what were the stressful things? Um, so uh, there was a move. There was Two a moves. career change. Two there was a major death in the family. A huge one. Um, wow. What else was there, honey? 
Uh, Basically, we did everything except for have kids. Fortunately, we keep trying, but I know, mm. I know, we try every every time, and yet I mean, you want one of hers? I have extras. Uh, Shelly has. You got a few to spare. I will politely <laughs> decline. <laughs> you know, you guys want Philip. Come uh-huh. on, everybody well, wants Philip. <laughs> Planning the actual marriage is hella stressful. Oh, <laughs> yes. So, what sort of marriage was it? Was it like a big ceremony with family? Like, what was that like? We went back and forth on a bunch of things, a whole a lot of different times, and tried different places. And eventually what we ended up on was going out to California and going to the Redwoods because we both loved them but had never been. Nice. Uh, And we each invited two people. And I, I didn't get my. Did you? I think my invitation got lost. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember getting that. Oh, maybe we didn't know you back then. That's no, right. not quite. <laughs> so here's, here's the thing: eloping is the the best way to go because yes. you can you can Damn have it. a really beautiful private ceremony with just a handful of folks, or even just yourselves and a person that can legally provide that document for you. And you have that moment, and you're not stressed out about every detail of that moment. You can yeah. just really focus in on what matters. So for me, anyway, it was like a really beautiful spiritual exchange where we could just fully be present and oh, not have to nice. worry at all about what other people's judgments might be, what I, what's my hair look like. Nothing mattered other than being in the moment and being present. And after the fact, coming home, having a huge party with every single member of friends and family all invited. Yeah. And just, there was no stress of the party whatsoever because, like, what could really go wrong that mattered was done. So we were just showing up as Mrs. and Mrs. and having a whole lot of fun with everyone that we really loved. That's fantastic. Yeah. I love that. Highly recommend it, you guys. You should try it out. Um, Next subject. No, I'm just kidding. Well, we have you here. I want to talk more about you guys. So neither of you were ever Mormon, even though you're moving to a very mormon state. Correct. But you have religious upbringings? I so more than Allie. Okay. Yeah. We need to dive into this. Oh, boy. Here we go. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, Angela, Mm. you were a little nervous to go by your first name. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And. We're on a first-name-only basis on this show. Right. And there's a lot of Angelas in the world. That's true. I mean, I'm Italian. It's like everybody's... uh... Angela, forget about it. (laughs) (laughs) Let me tell you something. Real quick segue. I have an Aunt Angela, an Uncle Angelo, and an Aunt Angelita. Are you serious? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, when somebody says, yo, Angela, Thanksgiving, it could really be anyone. Like five people look at you. Yeah. Oh, my God. Can we get original, please, Italians? Come on. That's the cannolis. Come on, Angela. Forget about it. I made him an offer. He couldn't refuse. He can't refuse. So what was your upbringing like? Catholic, I assume? I know it's so stereotypical. Christ, yeah. Uh, okay. Literally. Um, <laughs> Jesus, so, Mary, and Joseph. Indeed. Um, so I was a born and baptized Catholic. However, I never got my um, confirmation. So Why is that? Um, because my parents got divorced and my mom, my biological mother, I don't really call her my mother anymore, but my biological mother, I guess, went to a sermon where they talked about how divorced women were basically worthy of hell and, and things like that. And well, that's so she nice. sort of Yeah, I know. It's really chipper. So she sort of unsubscribed to the whole Catholicism thing. Okay. But funnily enough, 
Then when my oldest sister had her first child, I was not allowed to be the godmother because I wasn't confirmed in the Catholic Church. And because they insisted. So this is per your sister, though. This is not a church. Is this a church rule that she adopted? Okay, so the church rule, the official Vatican rule says one of the godparents has to be confirmed. And I told her that. And she said, well, this specific church, because they wanted to do it in the church that her and my brother-in-law got married in this specific church says both of the godparents have to be confirmed oh okay i was baptized not confirmed confirmed. and i went to ccd and for those who don't know what ccd is it's oh fuck i don't know the the whole acronym it's like let's make something up (laughs) crazy catholic (laughs) dogma Dogma. okay i like it i like it yeah So what's the difference between confirmation and baptism? So when you're baptized, it's usually when you're a baby. So I was like an infant when I was baptized. I have no knowledge of being baptized. I didn't consent to being (laughs) baptized. I just dipped in some water and there you go. Uh, Confirmation is uh, after you go through CCD and then you have to have a sponsor. You have somebody who's already been confirmed in the Catholic Church to sponsor you. Kind of like AA. Yeah. Yeah. Not that much. Much different the Catholic Church. Is. <laughs> they do need so similar. Yeah. But AA is the recovery. Yeah. So the Catholic Church needs something like that. Mm-hmm. Truly. You need a program to, to deprogram it's not you. What the Unitarian Church is is not recovering. That's Catholics. true. Yeah. That's no, true. Unitarian Church is a very safe space. So listeners are going to hate me if they are all Catholics and they realize I'm sure all wrong. of our listeners are Catholic. Uh, <laughs> it's really okay. We, um, I don't know if you've noticed this, but we kind of like <laughs> deconstruct and put down religion on a regular basis. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, I've been. I'm kind of yeah. glad you're here because I've been wanting to talk to somebody mm. that was indoctrinated in the Catholic oh, Church. Oh, really? So. Yeah, yeah. So, from my understanding, from what my sister has gone through, you go through a lot more uh, divinity classes and things like that, much like CCD, but essentially on like a higher level. And then you have a sponsor, and there's these whole rituals and ceremonies and for confirmation. For confirmation and then you have your sponsor with you and, and it's like uh it's like your first holy communion. I had my first holy communion, you know, where you go up and you do the thing and it's like this whole pomp and circumstance and you're dressed in this weird What do they drink? Is it wine or grape juice or what is it? Uh, it's supposed to be sacramental wine, but I can't imagine you're giving that to a first grader. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's better than the Mormons. They drink water. Water. Cheap oh, no. ass Mormons drinking water. Mm-hmm. It, it's some kind of sacramental wine, but you only get like a tiny little sip. Well, sure. And then you get the weird wafer. Yeah, the wafer is kind a of... A dissolvable wafer. Mm-hmm, it's kind of weird. Piece of foam. <laughs> <laughs> so we were uh, talking on the podcast one time about the Pope's role and comparing the Pope to a prophet. Mm, and yes, so, I remember that episode. Y- okay. Mm-hmm. So then a question we have, because the prophets supposedly speak for God. Does the Pope speak for God? Oh, boy, I don't want to speak for all Catholics. Is the belief supposed to be that he speaks for God? No. From my understanding is that essentially they're interpreting different things, but it's never like, oh, this is the absolute word of God. I've never heard the most recent Mm -hmm. pope come out and say, God wants you to know, blah, blah, blah. No. Or I have received revelation of blah, blah, blah. No, it's never God has told me this. God has told me that. That's Mormon shit. Yeah. Yeah. That is some Mormon shit. God texted me earlier and here is (laughs) some revelation for you. some weird ESP going Mm -hmm. uh, with God. No, uh, it's always been 
new interpretations of the Bible, but it's never been verbatim. God told me this gotcha. next. Can I can I tell a funny Vatican story real Always. quick? Of course, sure. I was there a couple years ago. I'm actually also a confirmed Catholic, even though I'm half Jewish and totally atheist. Interesting. But, um, <laughs> I like just it. A thing. I went through it, but at I think it was age 16, and it got confirmed. My my really quick side note confirmation story is that the priest pulled us aside. I'll never forget this. It was about five minutes before we got confirmed. You're supposed to memorize a couple of random facts from Any the handshakes? Bible. Any handshakes? I'm just yeah, wondering. No, it wasn't secretive, but you did have like a special name you picked out that had nothing to oh, do with. Oh, a new with. name? Yeah. Oh, it was like a confirmation. But you got to oh, pick yeah. your name? Yes. You get to pick your name. Actually, a friend of mine, her name's also Allison, just to kind of like go against the church, she picked her confirmation name to be Peter. <laughs> so the priest had awesome. to read I off. I think I love her. Her confirmation name of Peter, like that's the great. super girly girl, and they're like Allison Peter. And oh my there, god, it was so actually fantastic. That is, I wish I had had that creativity at the time. That's fantastic. So good. Yeah, but my Vatican story is that I was there in Italy, and it's actually a tourist attraction. It's not like a spiritual experience. This is totally my own perception. I'm. I, I apologize to anyone who's listening and offended by this, but you wait online like Disneyland for about oh, a couple yeah. hours maybe and and then you get to enter the Vatican which is like a square wow. like a public square have you has anyone ever been there no I was young when I went I don't remember yeah it, so you, you know you wait online and then there's like gilded everything like enough gilded things in the Vatican to like feed every human on the planet for wow. like years and years mm-hmm. it's just like so much wealth and a lot of tourists taking pictures and probably like five or seven masses randomly going on tangentially and it's a very interesting experience because you're kind of like removed from it you're not like having a spiritual experience you're more having like a touristy experience yeah it's like oh. going to see like the crown jewels or something at the, at the yeah. tower in London yeah. but it's but as a like as a someone who like at the time was actually identifying as Catholic I was like this is like were you not... disappointed were you like oh. yeah I was like, this hmm. is like the farthest thing from a spiritual experience I've ever felt. I was like, this is so cheap feeling to me. And literally afterwards, I'm not lying. There's a gift shop. You exit oh, through God. a gift uh-uh. shop. No. Like, I'm, I wish I was kidding. Wow. But, like no, bobblehead like, shit? It, it, like, no, it gets worse. So, so you can purchase something like a coin, like a Vatican coin or rosary beads. Like, that's nice to purchase a souvenir. But you can, like, put it in a baggie with, like, your hotel information on it and your name. And, like, it'll get sent off to the Pope and he'll bless it. Like, he'll bless all the purchases of the day. And then they get sent back to your hotel. And you really think that happens? I mean, yes. (laughs) Totally. Because you pay an extra fee for it. What goes into the blessing, though? Does he just, like, cast his hand He probably, like, puts his hand out and says, I bless all the purchases of the day. Oh, for sure. And then they they just bring in a pile. But, like, bless it for what? Like, but then you go home to your place of origin and say, this was this is a rosary beads right. blessed, by the, blessed Pope. by the Pope. You know, it feels really special, yeah. but like oh, it God. also feels really Disney and yeah. commercial yeah. and weird. For sure. He's cheap, just a dude. Cheap. It's kind of disappointing. And afterwards you're like, wait, what? <laughs> like you're left <laughs> right. with that feeling of, uh um, But to be Catholic, uh, it's, it's a big deal. Like I remember the fact that I wasn't allowed to be my nephew's godmother was a big deal because being Italian, I mean, I don't know what it's like for the Irish. I mean, you like you are, but for the Italian Catholics, it's a big deal to be a godparent. Mm. You're like a third parent, essentially. It's a really huge honor. And so to say you can't do that because you haven't been confirmed. Yeah, it had to hurt a little bit. I bet. It was a huge shot in the gut. 
And you weren't even out at that point. Like that was just because your mother was divorced, right? Um, no, I was out at that point. I came out at 13 and my sister got married when I was 18, 19. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was definitely out. My family likes to pick and choose. So like, even though she was super into Catholicism, she like was okay with me being gay, but had a problem with me not being confirmed. That's the thing that that hung her up. (laughs) But you couldn't even help that you weren't confirmed. It was because of divorce, right? Right. Yeah. My mom left the Catholic church and said, uh, yeah, you guys don't have to go to CCD anymore. Okay. Wow. So Shelly, this sounds like a good time for a break. I agree. We'll be right back. And we're back. Hello. So you have quite a story. How about we start with how old were you when you realized you were different? Oh, wow. That's a question I haven't been asked before. Wow. Good job, Shelly. Thanks, baby doll. Um. <laughs> you want to go make out? I do. Okay. okay. Let's, let's finish right. the interview first. <laughs> it's going to be a four-way make out. Uh, mm-hmm. Interesting. Uh, I've never done that before. Be that is a twist. <laughs> um. So, well, I'd say as young as kindergarten. How did you know what was going on? There was this girl. Jessica. There's always a girl. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jessica. She was my best friend. And I was on her all the time. Uh, Define on her. Like, literally, there's a picture of me where I'm in a pink Power Ranger costume. And it's as you, Halloween. As you do. As you do. As you, do. <laughs> as you do as a, you know, a certifi- certified dyke. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and she was in a Batgirl costume. Again, as, yeah. as you do. Nice. Okay. Yep. Irresistible uh, in kindergarten. And we're just, like, hugging each other. But I remember, like, going over to her house. And I was, like, totally obsessed with her and her beautiful blue eyes. And it was totally just, like, puppy love. Like, oh. It was like a magnet. But, of course, I was... You know, six years old, I didn't really mm-hmm. recognize what that was at the time. Right, right. Did you have feelings like that at all towards boys, or was it continuing? <laughs> oh, wow. I think that's a no. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure what to make okay, of that. Or is it so, an I don't want to talk about it? No, uh, I definitely tried. Oh, man. Didn't work so well. You don't know how hard I tried. Wow. Oh, I do. Because, I, you know, I went through that, too. Sure. Yeah. Maybe not to the I same mean, degree. And I married one. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. And then popped out seven babies. Seven of them. Yeah. No, I really tried to force myself to be attracted to guys. So I, when did you stop trying to be attracted to guys? I mean, here's the thing is that the wounds of conversion therapy carried with me into my college years. And so even though I knew I was gay, once every year I'd be like, oh, maybe if I just try it one more time. In the back of your mind, are you thinking, it's wrong, I'm evil? Like, what are you thinking? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Like, the right way is okay. really what So it you is. were doing the wrong way by being attracted right. to girls. Okay. Right. And um, So did you just think in the back of your mind, I just got to get this out of my system? Yeah, totally. It's like a wave that'll pass in the current. And if you're going I, through a phase, right? And it was it was literally like clockwork. Like once every year, I'd give it a try. Oh, interesting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'd give it a try, and every time it was horrifying. Mm. It was a horrifying experience for me. I would just wait and pray for it to be over. Honestly, wow. Yeah, pray for what to be over? <laughs> like <The> sex. sex? <laughs> yeah. Oh, with men. With men. So, so here yeah. you are. Let's let's frame this. Here you are. 
you're gay. Yeah. You think you're dirty, evil, wicked. It's wrong. And so you are basically giving your body to a man Mm -hmm. to hope to fix your problem. Correct. You thought you needed to do this to somehow change who you were. Yeah. That's so fucked up. And I'm so sorry. And I feel like you've talked about this in the Mormon context where bishops encourage girls who are confused about their feelings or maybe they just don't have feelings for men. It's yeah, like, they're gay. You just, yeah, they're gay. And they're like, well, you just need to give it a try. You're right. just a late bloomer or you're confused. Yeah. There, you'll you'll need a nice this young man thing. to take you to the temple and you'll get married and you'll have heterosexual sex and you'll realize who you are. And Yeah, so you thought maybe if I just try it a few times with guys, maybe I'll grow to like it. Is that what you're thinking? Yeah, I mean, of course, you're going to have to back up a little bit. I do. Oh, want to yeah, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna back it up. Let's take <laughs> it. Along, we jumped ahead, but that was I was slightly horrified of your yeah. attempts to try to be straight. I'm so yeah, sorry. Let's back yeah. it up to conversion therapy. How did you end up there? Or to however far back you want to go. You 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 go with what I, you want to do. Sure. Let's start with conversion therapy. Okay. Why not? How old were you? Um. Let's see. I was in eighth grade. So wow, it's that's like, young. And yeah. you just come out to your mom? Correct. Okay. That is young to even understand and recognize that you uh, are a lesbian. Oh, okay. So now we have to back up even further. Back, it, back up. it up. Back come it up. Back it up. All right. Oh, wow. We're going to get into some real heavy shit. I hope you guys are ready. You've got this. We're we're ready. Are you ready? So when I was a very small child, so like four-ish years old, I was raped by my biological mother. So I was very highly sexualized at a young age. Wow. Wow. Uh, I'm sorry. And this is the the Catholic mom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, yeah. wow. And that's not the a only, story you hear a lot. No, yeah. It, yeah. Usually you hear about male predators, but um, right. Uh, my parents' divorce was really messy and, and terrible. And being a therapist and taking all the psych classes that I have, the only rationalization that I can come to is that she was trying to get some sort of power over the whole situation. I don't know if it happened to my other sisters. I don't know. I haven't talked about it. I'm too terrified to talk about it. Yeah. They still have contact with her and are close to her. So I'm terrified that it will completely destroy my relationship with them. Sure. So I don't talk about it. For me, it was a absolute fact. Um, and even though the, the details are blurry, it's a, it's a body feeling. It's sort of that same feeling that I'm sure some people can relate to when you walk past somebody on the street or interact with somebody and you just know that something's off with them. The memories, that's what that it feels like. It's this visceral body feeling of like predatory. So even though the specific memories are fuzzy and I can't give you like a take by take mm-hmm. because I was a child yeah, and that's old. okay. You know, our memories fail us. Have you ever talked to your mom about it? No, because when I tried to talk to her about when I was raped in my sophomore year of high school and she didn't believe me. By a man this time? Yeah, correct. And then continued to protect that person. Your mom did? Yeah. Yeah, so why would she own up to being a predator if she's going to protect someone else? God, how could you... And then wow. it, it all makes sense her moving from place to place, you know, moving from Massachusetts. And then as soon as I 
turn 10 or 11, old enough to remember things, all of a sudden we're moving down to South Carolina away from all of our neighbors and friends that have known us for years and years and years, completely far, far away from them. And now she lives in Tennessee. Still running. Yeah. Uh, That's how I feel about it. Wow. So you came out to her mm -hmm. and it didn't go well? No. Um, So I came out to her the summer between my seventh and eighth grade year. Sorry to interrupt. When did you start realizing that she had abused you? How old do you think you were? That was much later. Okay. You know, you repress a lot of things. Absolutely. Um, And so when I was in my early 20s, my late teens, early 20s, and I was talking about my rape, the, the man who raped me in high school. I remember going home and mulling over it and feeling weird about it. And then um, I remember the next day going in the shower and all of a sudden it was like a wave of these feelings. And I literally sat down in the bathtub while the shower was running. And my partner at the time came when I was like pruned up and I was I was just completely frozen because... Uh, it was it was so traumatic. Wow. So was this after conversion therapy or before? Yeah, let's talk about oh, wow, that's yeah. there's so much. Yeah, I'm sorry, there's here. a lot no, of layers no, no, no. here. It's it like is, an onion. <laughs> we can jump around as much as you want. I mean, this is your story. Yeah. So um, but your mom put you in Yes, yeah, so you came out to her when you Correct. were... Correct. Um, so I came out to her in eighth grade. Mm-hmm. So I was like 12 or 13. And I remember very distinctly, there was like a hallway mm-hmm. that went into the kitchen. And I was standing into the, the sort of doorway that bridged the two. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember the exact words, but I remember telling her that I felt like I was attracted to women and she was washing dishes at the time in the sink and she didn't even look at me. She just started throwing dishes behind her. Whoa. Yeah. Wow. They don't actually get clean that way. Yeah, it's uh it's not the best method of cleaning Mm-mm. dishes. Nope. It doesn't work. No. Wow. So yeah. she did not like that news. She was not super keen on it, no. Um, <laughs> is that when she did? When did she decide from the from the time she, you came out to her? When did she decide send you away to this other school? It wasn't a super long time. I can tell you that. Yeah. It was probably a couple weeks, maybe. So she sent me to this non-denominational Christian school. Okay. <laughs> that was like one of their things at the time. I looked on their website recently, and they don't advertise it anymore. But one of their big things was conversion therapy. And how old were you again? I must have been 13 at the time. Okay. God, that's so young. That's that's Simon. That's I my was Simon. A baby. Yeah. Yeah. So you're at the school. Mm-hmm. How long does it take before they start doing these treatments oh. or whatever it was? It was almost immediately. So I never really told uh, my biological mother exactly what was happening during these meetings because I just assumed that she had signed me up and so she knew or that it wasn't safe to tell her because, like, she again, she had signed me up for this. But it basically started immediately with my first day. I was talking to this quote-unquote guidance counselor who was telling me, you know, everybody's worried about how sick you are. Sick. Oh, yeah. That was the terminology. Absolutely. The wow. sickness that you have. And your mother is really devastated. And my mom unbeknownst to me had given him my personal diary and he had found like 
personal transcripts in my diary and decided to dissect them and wow what an invasion of privacy holy crap wow Yeah. yeah and just saying you know we just want you to be safe we want you to be well we want you to find jesus we want you to find the way and the light and all this other so at that point at that point did you think you were sick I thought I was sick. I thought it was disgusting. I thought it was a complete whore oh, God. Wow. and that I was going to hell and that I was disgusting. Wow. 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 Absolutely disgusting. Jesus. If you're comfortable, yeah. I kind of want to get into the particulars of what the therapy was like. <sighs> okay. But, yeah. Let me take another sip okay. of my beer. Let's take a sip of it. our beers. Should you pay some bills while we drink? And take a little break. And when we come back, I want to I want to dive into that a little bit more. All right. We'll be right we'll back. Take a break and drink. All okay. Right. We are back. Okay. So I want to get into this a little bit more. So you're at the school. Mm-hmm. Clearly your mom put you there for a reason. Yep. Uh, she has provided your journals to whatever whoever is at the school, who, and the administrator, it's whoever it is. Douche it's move, this, by the way. Yeah, quote unquote guidance counselor. Guidance yeah. counselor, right? I don't know what kind of training he had or anything, but yeah. So they're in cahoots <laughs> throughout the years. She has convinced you that you are wicked and evil, mm-hmm. and you need to be converted. You need yeah. to be converted back to Straitsville, basically. Oh, yeah. I'm a disgusting human being. Right. And I need to change. And yeah. you bought into this, Hook, right? line, and sinker. Okay. So you believed you were a disgusting, flawed... I really did. Wicked, wow. going to hell. That yeah. breaks my heart that any child would feel that about themselves. And, and to this day, like, my first inclination whenever me and Ellie have a heart an argument is that I have ruined everything. I am the cause of all of this. I need to be punished. Wow. And it go I go into this self deprecating spiral to this day. Wow. And that's over a decade ago. So Wow. wow. Yeah. Wow. Mm. So tell us more about the details of conversion therapy. If so okay. if you want. Yeah, Whatever you want to talk that. about. So yeah. the, this this dude has your journal He's a douche, and I want his address, and we're going to find him and kick his ass uh-huh. right after we kick your biological mother's ass. Um, yeah. Are we going to do it West Side Story style? Likely. You're Always. From your first cigarette to your last dying day. I love jazz hands before murder. It's so great. Can you rhyme lesbian in that song? And then you got it. What does that lesbian rhyme with? Uh huh. Try it out for the West Side Story because I'm a thespian. Oh, but guess what? I'm actually a lesbian. And I'm going to kill you. (laughs) (laughs) Not you, baby. Like, I'm killing people on my list now. um, FBI, I do not actually have a kill list. Yeah, you know, we have a public podcast. Disclaimer. Disclaimer. I do not actually want to kill anyone. Wow. Okay. Backing that was a lighter up. moment. Okay. <laughs> so so what was your yeah. first actual conversion therapy? So they separated us based on gender. Well, us there was a number of there kids getting a, conversion a, therapy. A few of us. Well, like I said that like that was what the school was like advertising they were known for that it was all conversion from a sexual sexual deviance let's say yeah quote unquote yeah let's say that 
let me say, before they separated us, there was always like some sort of quote unquote, like Bible or scripture study about, you know, using scripture from like Sodom and Gomorrah shit. Basically. Oh, sure. Oh, that's Fuck a good one to bring. Yeah. <laughs> and then giving all these statistics of, you know, the AIDS have plagued the gays and this is God's punishment or hepatitis. Wow. Or um, comparing it to bestiality and necrophilia and wow. things of like that. And uh, it's not natural because, oh, the parts don't fit. Or oh, okay. uh, yeah, you can't I've produce babies. You need an Indian and an Audi. God okay. made Adam and Eve, not Adam and, and Steve. Steve. I yeah. remember all this stupid uh-huh. shit. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, exactly. And you're sitting there just believing it. Yeah, because I wanted to get well. Oh, wow. gotcha. Did you think it was possible to get well at that yeah. point? At that point, I was just like, I'm sick. I am an abhorrence on my family. Yeah. And I need to make this right. That's heartbreaking. It is heartbreaking. Those people are the evil ones, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So what were the sessions like, for lack of a better word? Do you want to get into all of it? Let's do it, man. Rip off all the right. Band-Aid. Rip okay. It. All right. So like I said, it all started with a sort of sermon of sorts, talking about the Bible. Yeah, let's bring God of, into it. God's, some, God's approving of what we're about to do here. Right. Some sort of Sodom and Gomorrah shit, and mm-hmm. then some proof that, uh, you know, gays and lesbians were against nature because, a.k.a. the parts don't fit or uh, you can't have babies this way or hepatitis AIDS, whatever the Mm -hmm. uh, flavor of the day was, so to speak. And then we were separated by gender. I don't know what really happened on the boys' end, but I can tell you from what happened on the girls' end, we were basically made to look at pornography like lesbian pornography and then if we were aroused by that which was checked out by the nurse like literally like really some, yeah like literally the nurse would stick her hand down my pants and uh, see if uh, i was wet or no. aroused or whatever wow and uh, then we were given a uh, liquid. What I know now, I didn't know what the fuck it was then. But what I know now from my research and my time as an EMT, I know it was liquid charcoal. And it wasn't even the taste or anything. It was the, oh man, I can't even describe to you the, the texture. It was like this thick, gritty. I mean, even now I have a hard time like, because I can like feel it and try not to like vomit right now. That was the point of it was to get you to vomit. Yeah, it was like this sort of, uh, it was cleansing you. That's um, how they build it. Advertised so, as. Advertised. So you're basically being assaulted, forcing you to watch pornography. You're then assaulted by a nurse. Supposedly a nurse, yeah. Right. You're assaulted <laughs> by a person, yeah. and then you were forced to drink a substance to make you throw up. Right. Well, it's not like you're 70 years old and this happened way, way back in the day. You're not an old person. What year was this? Uh, let's see. Must have been like, two thousand. what, 2006? That's not that long ago. Right. That sounds like archaic stuff. I'm in shock. And there's still a lot of, I still have a lot of like self-blame of like nobody like held me down and forced me to drink this. But I knew that it was this authority. Right. Well, yeah. You didn't have a choice. Don't you, and I'm going to should you right now because I get the same (laughs) thing. Like you should not feel like you had a choice. There's nothing about this 
that is your fault. And I know you've been told that a billion times, but you actually didn't have a choice. Looking back and saying, well, I could have said no. Well, you couldn't. Well, what would have happened? Let's play this out. They would have called your mom. My mom, yeah. Yeah, and that would have gone well. God knows what would have happened at home. Honestly, I don't know. Yeah, um, you didn't have a choice. No. Yeah. No. So I, no. Oh, man. I tried so hard to date boys. And then it was like when I didn't feel anything for them, I would try like a different boy. and Because, you know, if I find the right boy, if I find the right boy, mm. you know. And uh, we had chapel every Thursday because it was only Monday through Thursday at the school. And um, I would spend hours in the chapel on my knees just crying, praying that I would— change and by the end of it i was so brainwashed by the end of the first year when my biological mother told me oh it costs a lot of money to send you here uh we're gonna send you back to public school i begged her not to send me back to public school why was that um because i thought i was so i was so close to being cured to being cured oh i can just be what you want me to be if you just give me just another minute or whenever you know i'm so close just, wow. just let me. So did you feel like when she was saying, we're going to send you back to public school, that was her saying you've failed? Yeah. Wow. And that God. probably meant a lot at that time to not fail and to get her approval. Sure. Yeah. At that time, it was ever it was everything. Sure. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Religion <laughs> fucking Religion sucks. can kiss my yeah. ass. Yeah. Any religion that teaches you need to be different. Than who you are. Yeah. Fucking sucks. And and this isn't an isolated story. I mean, this is the first time I've sat with someone and have heard this story in person and it's heartbreaking. It makes me want to like and I he- kill people. I think the, diff- the conversion therapy stories are going to be different. Sure. From different people's experiences for sure. But this isn't like only in this one weird school right. in South Carolina. Like this is ha- this happened everywhere. BYU, BYU used to do this shit around the same time. This isn't just like some weird rogue school. Like this was the norm trying to fix And you weren't even Mormon. Right. I recognize that this is not super unique to me. And I also want to recognize the fact that it has ripple effects. Like the fact that they were trying to make me not gay was one factor. And then it caused these other things in my life. Like because I was so depressed and anxious and mortified and disgusted with myself. I started self-harming and I have the scars to prove it. I have tons of scars on my arm from self-harming and that became an addiction. And then uh, when I moved into college, just like having sex with random women and doing a bunch of drugs and to numb myself out because I was brainwashed from that young age, from being 13, you need to be punished. That followed me. Yeah. And I think that needs to be recognized too, yeah. is the fact that even though you leave conversion therapy, this shit follows you, man. Yeah. Oh, for, for sure. sure. And you know, what's interesting you saying that is I know within Mormonism, I'm guessing this is most um, strict religions, they would say the reason that you were sleeping around mm. and taking drugs is because you're gay. That's oh, yeah. the gay lifestyle. It's right? like, no, you fuckers. <laughs> it's because you tried to fix my gay lifestyle and this is what's damaged in me. This isn't because mm. I'm gay. This is because you fucked with me because I was gay. Because you had a woman shove her hand down my pants to see if I was aroused at lesbian porn and then made me throw up. Yeah. That's why I'm doing drugs to forget those memories. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I think Shelly went through something similar where you were just trying to find love 
and you felt like you were worthless, and mm-hmm. so you slept around a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was like this weird uh, double-edged sword, this dichotomy of feeling validated through the fact that I was able to have these women sleep with me, and then uh, at the same time on the other end of the sword, saying, being validated of the fact like, oh yeah, you're disgusting, you're a whore. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Right. yeah dude, I, I totally get that. I totally get that. It was this feeling of, oh, this guy wants me. I'm worth something. And then afterward being like, I'm a piece of shit. I yep. want this feeling to go away. And then the next night, it's the same thing again. Yep. That's that's yeah. exactly it. Yeah. It sucks. I'm sorry. God. Yeah, this is, a, this is heavy. <laughs> yeah. Did we do a phone body? <laughs> <laughs> So I feel like uh, some of our listeners are going to have some follow-up questions because mm-hmm. there's there's just so much that we're talking about. But after that experience, you ended up back in public school. Right. So what, uh, what age are you at this point? So now I'm 14, freshman year of high school, and I'm in what is virtually the middle of nowhere, South Carolina. And I wasn't like out-out, but I uh, remember... Being uh, very attracted to this one girl and we sort of connected online and then things sort of escalated, whatever. We began dating. And uh, because of all the shit that I went through, we would have to make out in bathroom stalls because I would not only just for the privacy of people not knowing, but because I would get so nauseous because I was forced to throw up before. It was like triggering for me. Oh, my God. And wow. there was a lot of times where I would like literally vomit. throw up. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Wow. Um, because you were trained to throw up when it came to any when I became sexual any feelings arousal, about yeah, women. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. But inevitably, people found out about it, and I got what I can only describe as beat up relentlessly. I have scars on my legs and ankles. I can show you guys later. I was held down, and they would burn me with uh, cigarettes and um, and just pummeled the shit out of me. And these were other students, Yeah, there were people in my class. Wow. You know, people that had known me since I was, since I had moved to South Carolina, since I was in fifth grade. And now we were in in high school and and they were literally pummeling the shit out of me in the parking lot. And this was like 12 years ago. It wasn't that long ago. No. Not at all. Again, this isn't like in the 50s and 60s. This is recent history here. Mm -hmm. Jesus. Because I I loved some girl. And I was also in in internal turmoil because uh, I was taught that, you know, all the gays wanted was sex. And I was feeling these other feelings and then like gained me all this other confusion and turmoil because I was like, oh, I'm feeling these other feelings. But like, what the fuck? So you were sort of fuck. Is that supposed so to be you? Because I, of like, your had a crisis. Okay, because of your internal hatred. Yeah, you thought, oh well, I just want to have sex with these women. I don't mm-hmm. have feelings for them because you know I'm just a deviant gay person. It's only supposed to be sexual. Yeah, gay so, people don't actually have love feelings. It's right. just animalistic sex. Yeah. Right. yeah. So when you start to have like a heart feel, like an, a com- a connection right. with someone. And you're falling in love with someone, you have no idea what to yeah, do with it. It was like my brain and my heart imploded at the same time because like, they couldn't coexist. Yeah. Like my wow. brain said, does not compute, you know? Yeah. yeah. 
And my heart was feeling what it felt. And so it was torture. That's the only way I can describe it. It was like complete torture. So what did you feel? Was it easier for you in a way to have a sexual connection with somebody? But when the emotional connection came into play, you were like, I don't know what to do with this. Oh, man. You got to fast forward to my college years. Okay. (laughs) Enter our relationship. Okay. Um, Allie, you're still here? <laughs> yeah, this is hard to hear. I'm not going to lie. As as a, a wife and a person who really loves you, it's so hard. I mean, I've heard this all before, but it's horrible to to witness this pain. And it's it actually is, like, really disturbing that this shit happens. I'm just going to say that. Yeah. It's hard to, like, think that as much therapy as you've gone through and as much work of, as you've done to become the woman that you are today, like— all those hurdles, all that shit could have been avoided if people had just been good, empathic humans along the way. Yeah. And without, loving and... Yeah, without this stigma and this dogmatic drama that ha- never had anything to do with who you are as a human and as a soul. Like, yeah. it just, it's not fair. You, you don't have to try hard to be kind, you know? Why do that, we have to control other humans I, to I don't be know. Like, imagine all the effort thing. these people are going through to try to change you. Just fucking... St- Stop. Just be kind. It's so much easier. Just let you be who you are. Yeah. God. Yeah. I mean, if what happened was all my self-value, my self-worth came from like shallow sex. I just would have sex with a bunch of random women in order to feel very shallowly good about myself because I felt like I wasn't worthy of the deeper stuff that was in college. Um, But you were taught that being gay meant you were just a deviant sexual predator. Right. So so that was that was the only worth I had. Yes. You know, which is what I went to college with and which is why I ended up doing what I did. And now I feel horrible about it because uh I was a real asshole. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was so messed up, like You probably yeah. hurt a bunch of people. Yeah. I remember this one we're gonna deviate a little bit. As we do on this As we do. No, this will be the um, very first time, but go. Yeah. Um, there was this one particular girl that I actually I actually liked her and I ended up seducing her whenever. Okay. Because I was a huge player back then because that's what I thought I was good for. And um slept with her and then completely ghosted her. Like I just never talked to her again. And I specifically remember voicemails from her. She kept calling me and saying, like, I don't know what I did wrong. I thought you really liked me. And it was because I didn't feel like I was worthy of anything deeper than the attachment. So I just like didn't allow myself to feel anything about it. And now I feel really bad about that. You know, like, what a fucking piece of shit. (laughs) Yeah, you sucked. (laughs) But you didn't think you were worthy of it. Yeah, it's not. No, I didn't. It's not because you thought you were better than her. No. And that you conquered her and ha ha ha. No. You thought I'm not worthy of actual love. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's correct. It wasn't it wasn't about any sort of ego. Out of curiosity, are, are you ever in touch with this person or do you know how to get in touch maybe with her? Maybe she's listening. I, I hope <laughs> did you so. did you in in this time did you know that's what you're doing? Um in the moment? Yeah. No. I feel like it's like that with just about anything. How can you know what your true intentions are in the moment? Yeah. You can't sure. until you're looking back on it mm-hmm. and well, you say, "Oh, plus wow. You're a therapist. Yeah, I right? am a therapist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and so. <laughs> you've 
been trained. Don't you want me as your therapist? <laughs> hey, you know what? The most fucked up people make the best therapists. I've that's always true. thought that. That's true. But so you know, true. Um, that's my point. It's like you've had a lot of school. <laughs> it's like your tagline. Angela understands a therapy. School, <laughs> a lot of debt. It's all good. Yeah, yeah. but you've like researched this stuff. Yeah. You get it. Like you yeah. you know and, and you can apply it to your own life. Like yeah. this is where I was and this is right. where I am now. It's like Yeah, that's the whole part of it. It's introspection. Yes. Right. Is when I really started to meditate and look inward was when I realized the motivations behind all of this or mm-hmm. the what had really set the dominoes into effect. Did that so feel say. like a bit of a relief? For you, understanding that it's, it's like, I'm not a bad person. I just got fucked over. Oh, it's a blessing and a curse. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's nice to know that there's some sort of logical reason that all of this happened, but mm-hmm. also sort of a curse to have that knowledge, <laughs> you know, like ignorance is bliss mm. sort of thing. Yeah. Because like, now you, that you know, you're like, okay, I've got some shit to work through, right? Shit to work through and also like... Man, like that could have been seriously avoided if I had done the work earlier. Mm. Yeah, but you were really young. Mm. I mean, I'm 45 and I'm still dealing with shit. I don't give myself a lot of breaks. (laughs) Yeah. You're doing great. The fact that you're sitting here unloading this shit is amazing. Like people don't do that. I have a question. I have an answer. Oh, shit. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So you go through, you know, quote, conversion therapy, yeah. which didn't work, clearly. <laughs> I'm married to a woman, so you <laughs> tell me. So clearly. <laughs> when did you and your brain make the switch from, went through conversion therapy, I'm supposed to be into guys now, mm. and then you went back to dating uh, girls at some point? Yeah. So the transition back to public school is super rough. And, you know, I've always been kind of... Even though my wife is more stubborn than I am, I'm sort of a weirdly stubborn person. Allie, do you want (laughs) to say anything about that? Negative. No. (laughs) (laughs) I am not stubborn. Depends on who you ask. I do want to say something, which is this. When we met, I think we both were struggling with our own backstories, right? And I think that's true for most humans. Baggage, right? Baggage, backstories, all the things we come to the table with. And all the things that... Angela just described that she was bringing to the table and they were like basically misinterpretations of who she really is and like what her heart would actually want to portray. Right. And same for me for my own various reasons. But I think because we both were misaligned in alignment, does that make sense? Like when you're both completely off your tracks, but you're matching up because you're both yeah. Faking it to make it. That's the thing you have in, so to speak. That's the thing you have in common is that you're <laughs> right. both fucked up. Like we're both yeah. like clearly not who we're saying we are. Like we're meeting in this space that's so false, it's almost comical. It's, wow. I mean, I, I hate I like I don't know how to put this in verbal language, but that's kind of how we met, to be honest, at least on a romantic slash sexual level. So we like met in this space, yeah, right, (laughs) where it was like, this is really crazy and fun. And then we were like, wait a minute. We actually have- Whoops, I'm in love with you. (laughs) My heart is here. Like I have feelings here. And like what we're both doing is false. It's it's all bullshit. Like we all have so much walls up. And it's like what we're putting out there is based on these pretenses. And it's all based on these backstories that don't necessarily serve us at all anymore. And I think what's fascinating is when you find another human who's willing to, like, read your backstory and not run away. 
and yeah. also recognize like, yo, here's my backstory and you're also not running away and you're also like laughing and we're like going to just run off in a different direction together and together. just hopefully see what happens in a different way. And like, I think we're really lucky. Well, it's we called really vulnerability. Right? Yeah, well, yes. Brene Brown would say. Yeah, yes. yeah. Vul- Vulnerability Brene and shame. Brown. Well, and I also have a non-published <laughs> friend named Holly that I want to credit for one second. Yeah, bring it she on. She describes vulnerability as each person has a bag of marbles. Mm-hmm. And what you do when you're getting to know somebody and you're letting them see your true self mm-hmm. is you tentatively hand over a marble to that person. And if it goes well then ideally they'll hand a marble back. Mm-hmm. And then, okay, that went well. I'll give you one or two more marbles. Same thing back. They'll give you a couple more marbles. What you don't do is you don't dump the whole bag of marbles <laughs> so out. I, I think fast, like what we did is we both like threw a handful of marbles <laughs> at each other at full force. And then we were both still standing and then did the nice noble exchange. But you did it together. <laughs> It, well, it's not like you threw all your marbles and she's like, I'm not throwing yeah, but, any back. But we, you know? both, we both did yeah, it really true. recklessly and then said, wait, we're both still here. So now what? Okay. Yeah. So, so it worked. It worked in a really worked. strange way. But but I think it's true, though. I think there is a, like a really delicate exchange that's required. But and, definitely and a lot the key is the exchange. That happens. The exchange. It's, it's just it has to be yeah. mutual. Yeah. It has to be mutual. Because otherwise it's... And it's not about like throwing up their trauma. It's not about saying, oh, that that's all in the past. Forget about it. It doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. It's about saying, damn, man, that I'm so sorry. That sucks. It's so horrible. That shit happened. Right. And here's where we go from here together. Like, I don't know. Yeah. It sucks. It's always hard, but well, we'll and we all all have these like facades. We have these veneers we put up and, and that's the, what we are willing to show the world. Well, that's how you get through the day. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it is. Right. But I think that's what attracted me to Shelly is her online profile was Uh so raw, humorous, train wreck, but so (laughs) out there and open and real. And I'd read like I'd read hundreds of these profiles. Right. Online dating is hundreds. Professional woman. (laughs) (laughs) I live in the D.C. area. There's hundreds. (laughs) Seriously. I was the first probably who wasn't like professional woman looking for non-smoker. Mine literally said, oh, my God. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm doing. I just got out of a cult. I think I'm gay. <laughs> I might delete this as soon as I as oh I publish God. it. Like, and I signed up. Hot, <laughs> hot right? <laughs> totally hot mess. <laughs> Jesus, indeed, <Okay>. Jesus, indeed. <laughs> That's that actually is uh, hitting on a subject I want to touch. So religion. Religion. So religion is the thing that landed you in conversion therapy. Yeah, religion sh- started the shitstorm. Yeah. yeah, but you know, I'm just kind of surprised that your mom put you through this because she was the one that was like denied the church because of her divorce. And yeah, she's trying to make sense of things that religious well, folks. She yeah. wasn't. She I was the same. I'm not really she, that surprised. She's kind of. She's got a lot of mental health issues. It's clearly, well, for sure. Yeah. It sounds like she does. <laughs> so let's not blame religion completely because it's sort of a twofer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, religion doesn't make everyone behave. But like it's like okay, so that. she's like, I'm going to reject the Catholic Church because they don't accept my divorce or whatever her situation was, and then we're like, oh, but I got to put my daughter yeah. in conversion she, therapy. She sure because she's a big sinner. Yeah, she's. 
sort of thought of Christianity as like an all-you-can-eat buffet where you can just pick and choose. Okay. <laughs> and you just pick and take that yeah. gay was and then, Yeah, we're like cafeteria the, Christian the is what they call it. The potato salad, if you will, and just slop your plate full of it. <laughs> I'm going to pass on that potato salad. Uh-huh. I'm going to pass on the divorcee cinnamon rolls and slop my plate full I'll of the, the uh, gay potato salad. I'll take the tuna tacos thing. Tuna you. tacos. <laughs> there it is. All right, so how are we feeling about religion now right. for either either of you? So I was Satanist for a while. Mm-hmm. I was pagan for a while. Um, and now I just sort of do my own thing. I sort of have my own buffet going, if you will, of all the different religions. I don't really say I'm just going to subscribe to this one religion and pick and choose the things from this one religion. I'm going to pick and choose the things from all religions. Do you um, consider yourself a spiritual person? Yeah, totally. To help my anxiety and my depression, I got into meditation. Cool. And with the help of my wife, nice. using the... What are those bowls called, honey? Oh, yeah. What are those called? Singing bowls. Yes, the yeah, singing those bowls. Are lovely. The singing bowls, which cool. um, sort of feel like uh, ripples on a pond in your, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, um, in, in a meditative sort of way. Sure. And then I just sort of decided to pick and choose whatever God chooses me at the moment. Right now, uh, it is the Hindu goddess Kali. Okay. Who... Is a pretty cool bitch. Um, <laughs> I love those cool bitch goddesses. <laughs> she is the goddess of both creation and destruction. Interesting. She is seen as like a, a motherly goddess, tender and kind. But also it's sort of like when you burn a field of bad shit in order to create a, a brand new harvest. Mm-hmm. Because her uh, depiction can be sort of malicious looking with her tongue out. And sort of like, mm-hmm. um, Don't be afraid of the tongue. But n- just <laughs> yeah. not. But new life springs up out of destruction. Like- Correct. And that's the whole point of her is uh, the hard and the soft hand. Yeah. Simultaneously. She says she picked you. Go into that a little more. Uh, I don't know if y'all believe in tarot cards. <laughs> Yeah, totally. I've had a couple of readings. Yeah, we've had some readings. Yeah. yeah and sure. therapy. And therapy. We, Angela <laughs> and I go to this fantastic couples therapist. I recommend therapy for every individual and, and couple, couple out there because it doesn't matter if you feel a thousand percent confident. One of the tools this awesome person was using was involving like inviting like an intuitive interpretation of our own by drawing cards. It's not about intuition. It's not about having a psychic reading. It's nothing like that. It was like we would draw our own cards and then self-interpret them for our own stories. Gotcha. And our very first session, we did this, and it was like super on point, of course, and future-oriented. And then our very last session, they were really fascinating and accurate. And and for, for you, Angela, I feel like you drew this one thing that feels obviously really relevant for your spiritual journey. So that's my my backstory, just to fill it in. I like it. Yeah. So I just happened to pull the goddess Kali. And do you think that that's where you've landed for good, or you're you're no. open to change uh, more? F- no, that's the the that's the whole thing is mm-hmm. being completely fluid. Maybe not necessarily agnostic, but not necessarily atheist. Mm-hmm. If that makes any kind of sense, mm-hmm. I don't know. But in the same sense, I kind of feel like. 
things happen to purposely for it to just be happenstance. Coincidences are really interesting to mm. me. Like, think about how me and Ellie meant. If I had not picked this one job or had not Ellie picked this one internship, you would you know, have never met. We may not have ever met, or maybe we would have, depending on what. Yeah. I just also happened to get my master's degree a block from where she lived. Yeah. There are some things that are just happenstance whatever mm-hmm. things happen in life but some things are a little more meaningful yeah, yeah exactly are you content with where you're sitting right now with your spiritual beliefs i'm uh, pretty cool with where my spirit lies mm-hmm. however i do miss community gotcha that seems to be we hear pretty that a common lot. yeah we have to do something about that people more and more people are leaving religion because religion typically sucks ass um, but people miss community. Yeah, religion does provide like an actual congregation place for people to, well, congregate. They do <laughs> like, that. Hence the word. Yeah. <laughs> we need to find a way to have community without having it be in a destructive religious yeah, form. Like for, sure. for me, for a while, when I was sober for over a year, AA was really great. I would go to the women's meetings. And there's mm. one women's meeting in particular And I would have all these wonderful maternal figures be really comforting and lovely. Because your biological mom sucked ass. And so so I collect mother figures. (laughs) (laughs) I probably qualify for that. That's true. My point being of being a group of women without Mm -hmm. a religious context, like there is this like sort of this higher power, but it's a higher power of your understanding. Mm. And nobody ever makes you feel shame about whatever that means. And so being with this group of women every week and getting to know them and being in a safe space and sharing what you feel is like your most shameful things or just listening to somebody else's story and saying, you know what, I connect with that because. Mm -hmm. And hearing the person next to you say, oh, I connect with that because. And even though I don't identify as an alcoholic now, I miss that sort of connection of just saying, I identify with your story because, and hearing that echoed mm-hmm. 10 times over is really fucking powerful. Yeah. 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 I could see that. Well, you know what? I probably am old enough that I could have birthed you. I will be one of your moms. How about that? There you go. I appreciate that. True. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, what, you know what's really funny is that my stepmother's name is Mary. Oh, <laughs> there you go. There you go. And there she's wonderful. She's beautiful. Uh, my we have shout something out to Mary. My, yeah, all the Marys. Love those Marys. My dad <laughs> was in the Navy for 15 years on nuclear submarines. Whoa. And so he doesn't have the uh, emotional capacity, shall we say, as some other folks do. Uh-huh. Um, oh, and my stepmother, Mary, really softened him. Oh, and she also Aww. had a, a gay brother and really changed his idea about gay people oh, nice. a lot. I said Mary softening people on all fronts. That's, Look at that. That's fantastic. I, I nice. love my stepmom. She's amazing. I call her my mom. Oh, I hear that's what go. Marys do. Uh, Something yeah, about Mary. Something Are we going to make that joke yet? <laughs> <laughs> yep. There mm. it is. There it is. So I wanted to ask uh, Allie a few questions. I'm dying to know what from Angela's story what about who she is because of her upbringing has been the hardest for you in a marriage and what Damn, has been the Shelley. most endearing for you I think for me personally 
every time I encounter Angela, I take it as the first time. I, wow. It's funny, but like sometimes I can just, <laughs> like I'll read an expression or a situation and I, I kind of have an idea of how it's going to go. And I just say, no, I'm going to like just forget every past circumstance that I can think of and just encounter this moment as it is because it's not fair to bring in the past. Both of us have a lot of history and craziness and trauma or whatever you want to label it as. And the reasons don't even really necessarily matter. What matters is what we do with it and where we're going to go from here. If she's upset and I'm trying to think, how can I console this person I love and care about and also have my own opinion and make that be known as well? Because I don't also just want to be a doormat, which Mm -hmm. is probably part of my history, maybe a little bit as a codependent enabler. Wow. Um, so we I need, we need a couple that's a, episodes. That's like out five of this, episodes right? later. <laughs> I want to have my opinion and have boundaries and have my own place, but I I want to come into these situations and say I I recognize this is what my person needs, and also like their past doesn't necessarily inform this moment. It might. And it might not. I know that sounds really ambiguous. No, but the moment is happening right now. Right. There's so many like little tiny tells of like body tells, like as a expressive arts therapist. So I'm I'm a person that's trained to look for these nonverbal cues, right? Like the way someone's carrying their body, their facial affect, like what's happening in this moment. Like what, what is this person trying to tell me? And also, like, take all that and, like, throw it away (laughs) completely and say, Mm -hmm. like, this is just a person I love. And, like, right now in this moment, their 12-year-old self is crying out and needs to be hugged. (laughs) Wow. It's But not everyone can do that. No, neither can I. (laughs) Like, I fail just as much as I succeed, if not more. But Wow. But that's commendable for just trying to put yourself in that position and trying to figure out where she's coming from and... And not putting what you think about her, what you know about her, like attached to that moment. That's, exactly. I mean, it's challenging. It is. First of all, I'm going to give all the credit to Angela because she did 99.9% of the work personally well before we ever even met. Way to go, Angela. Like she did so much work therapeutically and beyond just to begin to grasp how to overcome so many of these obstacles that she never should have had to endure, Right. So I just kind of come into the picture and say, wow, this person is amazing. And sure, they've had some shit and some hard stuff in their past. But like, okay, cool. We're meeting right here right now. And my my question is, where can we go from here? Yeah. That's where I'm looking. I'm looking yeah. forward. And hey. I'll tell you where you can go. Utah. Logan, Logan Utah. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. That's, that's literally why we're sitting ah, here. So to bring it full circle, right? Wow. Damn. Crazy. Well, and I feel like a lot of. What we talked about today, and we were curious about uh, the conversion therapy thing. It's fucked up assault is what no, it is. No, talk to your fucking yeah. senators and get this shit banned. Yes. Yeah. It's fucked. Yes. But Allie, I, th- I feel like you guys need to come back because we haven't even talked about <laughs> your story yet. We need to carve out time for that as well. I really hope you guys... Can yeah. come back. Well, well you're, you're going to be around Utah during yeah, Salt Lake should, Pride. Yeah, we should right? check back yeah. in. Yeah. Okay. Salt Lake Pride next We're year. planning on All coming right. out for longer than we I did this past year. That's a good plan. We so should, yeah. y'all better have yeah. some dinner with us and okay. then do a podcast. Uh, dinner uh, yes. <laughs> Done. We'll bring we're our We're not going to negotiate with that. It's just going to happen. <laughs> it's okay. It's a date. It's a date. 
this has been amazing. And just check in and yeah. yeah oh, for sure. For we're sure. like we're like besties forever now. You know There's that, right? a lot of love here. Seriously, yeah. Are we sister wives now? <laughs> oh, uh, oh, minus the man. This is perfect. Oh, I love this. <laughs> The way sister wifery was meant to be. <laughs> sister wifery. <laughs> All right, sister wives for life. <laughs> Cheers. So next year oh, in Utah, shit. we will get together and do this again. In the meantime, steer clear of cults because they are no joke. No joke. Including Catholicism and conversion therapy. Uh, just, yeah. just putting that out yeah, there. Correct. Okay. All right. Talk to you later, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. 